When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. We cover more than just the heat there. We've got messy content pretty much all day long. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's where you get text directly to your phone from Greg, me, Alex, and Brady. You can bypass X or Twitter or whatever it is it's called these days. Get those texts directly to your phone, special Q&As, contests, all kinds of cool stuff, behind-the-scenes information, $3.05 per month. Go to winnow.app, that's W-I-N-N-O dot A-P-P backslash off the floor. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Network including Prize Picks. Hopefully, I have better luck there than I had speaking it. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, get that initial deposit matched up to $100 at Prize Picks. Yes, there's plenty of stuff to play right now, including MLS. Uh, but also, you can play FIBA coming up here the next week. Your basketball fans out there, MLB, boxing, MMA, and more. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick in the Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. We've got our guy Timothy Bain, our Bahamian correspondent, was with me in training camp. Uh, you find Timmy on a lot of the shows, including our pregame show on the Five Reasons YouTube channel and The Voice, The Voice MB, which is where you can find him on Twitter, the guy Michael Biamonte. How many years is it now, Michael? Uh, Ethan, next season will be my 33rd. I am 32 years old. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Thanks, Timothy. Nice to meet you. It's, it's a great way for you and I to get things started. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long time. You know what? By, by the end of this, it's a punish, Timothy, for jumping in there and reminding us that he's younger than both me, Greg, and I know Michael. Uh, you're going to have to – you should do, like, one of those Luol Dang things for uh, for, yeah. for Timothy Bade before we so, – so put that in your head here, and we'll do that before the end of it. Uh, this, is, this is the third of five installments – 
that we're doing here to preview Dwayne Wade going into the Hall of Fame on Saturday up in Springfield. Uh, if you haven't caught them yet, we did one episode on Dwayne's rookie year. We call it the Rise of Flash. I uh, did that with uh, Tony Fiorentino. Uh, we did the big three years. We did the, oh, excuse me, not the big three years. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Why am I saying the rise of flesh? I'm sorry. Let me start here from the beginning. The innocent beginning we did with uh, with Tony Fiorentino on the first year. We did the rise of flesh with George Sedano. And now today we're doing This Is My House. And look, it was one moment, but it kind of captures two seasons. It, it captures the 2008-2009 season, the 2009-2010 season. And look, I, I did refresh my memory a little bit because we went on playback and we watched highlight packages. We just did this. Timothy and I were on there. My God. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Am- you know, just amazing. Just amazing. I, I, I mean, best in the world, which is what Pat Riley called him at that point, you know, B, you know, B-I-W, uh, the body control, uh, the combination of the athleticism that he had prior to the injuries but then also the basketball IQ, which maybe he hadn't quite developed in the in the uh, in the finals in 2006, when he was mostly working with athleticism, the pump fake, which kind of came into play during this period of time, the work on the baseline while still being the best shot blocking guard pretty much in NBA history. Uh, before we get into the specifics of it, Michael, uh, just. He comes back in 2008, right? And he comes off that Olympic run where he reannounces himself and in a lot of ways was the best player on a team that included guys like Kobe Bryant, et cetera, LeBron James. Um, when you started to see him in 2008, did he look different to you than he had the previous two seasons? You know, Ethan, I, I think he may have. And part of that probably is due to that Olympic run. I think that Olympic run did a lot for him uh, because at that point he was playing against his peers in the league. That is the greatest players in the league. And I think, I think Dwayne came out of that Olympics saying to himself, Hey, you know what? I'm on par with these guys, but right now I might be even moving into a, a little bit of an ascension at that point coming off of the Olympics so that he comes in to that NBA season. And as you've already uh, <laughs> told everyone, he it's, it's the Dwayne Wade show. Let's face it. Uh, the Olympic stage, I think gave him the understanding that it could be the Dwayne Wade show and it could be a success as the Dwayne Wade show as best as it could. And I don't know that any other player in the NBA could have gotten more out of those teams in those two seasons other than Dwayne. I'll also argue that it was the start of Dwayne learning the intricacies of the game that made him a better teammate when the big three was put together. Because in that Olympic run, he had to learn how to play more like the player he was in the big three years for the Heat than when he was running the whole show. Mm-hmm. And so do I think he looked different? Maybe not necessarily physically, but clearly mentally and, and with his own confidence. Yes, he was a different player. Yeah, and I want, I want to pivot to Greg here now as we go forward. I, I think uh, when you look at that team uh, and also that coach, I mean, this was a first-year coach. 
a lot of people looked at the Eric Spolstra hire. I remember writing a column when he came in saying, I liked the hire, but some didn't like, they were like, okay, wait, what are they doing here? You know, you had, you had Pat Riley still here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know he took a little bit of a break in 07, 08, uh, when things kind of fell apart, but you're taking somebody out of the video room. He's 37 years old. And, and so, and then you have the number two pick in the draft, but a extremely talented player, but obviously a little bit raw in terms of the way he played the game. And then you were starting a rookie point guard who was a second round pick and wasn't really a full-time point guard in college at Kansas. Uh, he was more of a scorer and he ended up starting in Mario Chalmers, 82 games. This was the core. Like you're going into a season with Dwayne Beasley Chalmers um ud who had to kind of step aside a little bit for for beasley but there were no guarantees that this team was going to be even competitive i don't think uh coming into this season unless Dwayne was superhuman and to a certain extent he was greg i'll turn it over to you now yeah so <clears throat> excuse me uh i want to go right into the 0809 season because that is where i felt like we saw some of the stuff from Dwayne that was just the most jaw-dropping and you had the best seat in the house uh, and got to call all of that. So I think you come from a unique perspective of that you're a part of the play and you also get to hear the crowd's reaction. So this is a twofold question. Is there a moment in that season, in the MV3 season, I'll call it, that really sticks to your gut that you remember from Dwayne that just it, 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 you could never forget it, that type of moment, whether it be just its stature in heat history or the reaction from the crowd that you that you remember from whatever that moment may be. So, you know, Greg, that's that's interesting. It was it was a season that we would come into the arena every night, almost talking to one another, working at the stats crew table, saying, I wonder what we're going to see tonight. Right. It's, uh, you know, every night it was, well, what's it going to be tonight? And what's it going to be tonight? Uh, the one thing that does stand out to me was this interesting effect that has only happened on a limited number of occasions since uh, when we talk about those two seasons. And that is when a player makes such an iconic basket or shot that I can go back and say I was belting out that player's name as loud as I could uh -huh. and I guarantee you nobody heard anything that came <laughs> out of the public address system inside the building that's probably when I started to realize you know what you don't have to kill yourself when flash goes bananas because nobody's going to hear it anyway. Now that, <laughs> you know, I can, I can, since those two seasons when he was just amazing, I can count just a couple of baskets uh, where that has happened since. But in those seasons, it happened more often than, than I, I, I can't even tell you how many times when he would come down the lane and put up a shot with his back to the basket and he's looking at me at the scorer's table and the ball's going up and going in. And, and that's kind of, it started a little bit earlier than that, a couple of years earlier, but that's where really uh, some of my announcements when he would just make these amazing shots is, and he would get fouled 
Basket by Dwayne Wade is incredible. Uh, you know, just amazing stuff that Basket by Dwayne Wade is good. That just wasn't good enough of an announcement. I mean, it, the shot was ridiculous. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Timmy, I'll let you jump in here a little bit because one of the things that uh, we were talking about on playback was that this was your first year really right, so, following this team. You got so, to see all the games. Right, so just taking you back from my heat journey, you know, in 2002, so I grew up watching basketball because my mom played basketball and she liked Kobe. So it was the Shock 1999 to 2002. So she bought me a Shock jersey. And then in 02, I really liked Tough Juice. So it's like, okay, I live in the Bahamas. So how I go to Miami every single year. I might as well play for the heat. So I went from watching Karan Butler, to the weird yes, and of course, still nice high school. My parents were my parents, so I can't watch TV during the week. So I had to. I only really watch TV on the weekends. My father doesn't like basket, doesn't like sports. He's a mechanic, so he likes cars. So I'm like, the first time I can actually watch basketball every single night without hearing my mother's voice because I'm, my first year in college was 08. So that went for me from seeing. As a, so in, in the Bahamas, everyone is either a Laker fan. A Celtic fan or a LeBron fan. I was only I was only heat. It was two or three, but I was the only one saying I'm a Heat fan. So that summer was plenty of trash talking for me. Like Wade was arguably the best player on the Olympics, and then he ended the season where Wade finished. Wade done. You know the shoulder. The knee. I said no man. He's back. And I go to watch it every single night. And so I'm, I'm playing 2K today. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at college playing on the NCAA team, just trying to do my little, my little weird moves and talking about weight. And I come home and he's just killing everybody's favorite player. Like that was ridiculous for me. That, so, so I always loved basketball, was always a heat fan, but 0809 was where I was able to fully immerse myself in, in heat culture. Like that was, that was ridiculous for me. That was a good baptism for me. And, and Timmy, you mentioned it, like killing everybody's favorite player. Like when we're watching these highlights on playback, I mean, he's running Kobe Bryant through screens. Ray Allen is, it looks like Ray a- <laughs> Allen looks completely lost against him, and that was not old Ray who came. No, from that, was, like, that, that was that was that was the year they won the ring. The year they, they won the ring. I mean, he, he was he was literally uh, kind of unstoppable. I, I want to what I want to do here with Michael as we go forward here um, is I want to go through some of these moments, and you'll have to remind me because some of them. I remember them being at home, but I'm not 100% sure, but I know some of them were, okay, because it <laughs> kind of runs together a little bit. I, I I was covering the team at home at that stage. I didn't travel with those two teams, but I was at pretty much all the home games. Uh, but I want to get to some of those moments. We do want to mention a couple more sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our betting partner is a legal betting partner, by the way. It's betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's 5RSN, the number 5RSN. You get 20 dollars to play again you're betting against others who use it you're not betting against the app or a bookie that's why it's legal in 45 states including the state of florida go to betteredge.com also water cleanup we know that things happen you get leaks you get mold all that kind of stuff reach out to michael robert and his team they got more than 70 plus they got more than 75 star uh, uh google reviews you can check them out at wcufl.com 954-579-0356 that's michael's personal cell phone huge miami heat fans as well they were probably there for the this is my house game i'm sure they were they're based in boca but they service dade broward and palm beach counties we always say this here greg if you've got the schmutz they got the guts 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so let's get to it. Speaking of guts, um, what the hell was Anderson Varejao thinking? Let's uh, let's go back. Let's go back to that one during that. Now that one was at home. Okay, I remember that. That was a, a, a TNT game, from what I recall. Varejao went at Dwayne. What do you remember from that sequence, Michael? So, let's uh, let me uh, let me run back with you, Ethan. Is that is that the uh... Was that the game where he had the behind the back dribble right at the sideline? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that was ridiculous in and of itself. That move where he's got the ball, but he puts it behind his back, gets past uh, his defender, and then goes up and just destroys Anderson Varejao. What Varejao was thinking at that point, I have no idea. Uh, it was. It was embarrassing uh for me it was phenomenal um <laughs> because you know it I, the thing that ultimately happened with Dwayne is it got to the point with the heat fans and myself anytime i said Dwayne wade's name for any reason during a game the fans went bananas and so once i figured that out i started prodding the fans so get that. So whatever it was, if he was coming in the game, now in the game for the Heat, Dwayne Wade, people go crazy. Now coming out of the game, Dwayne Wade, people go crazy. At the free throw line, Dwayne Wade. What a tool for hype. It's just whatever it was, you know, whatever, it, well, for whatever reason. So um, he puts it right on Varajal's head. And from that point on, uh, if you if you were there watching whenever we played the, the, I think at that point it was, he was playing with Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Anderson Varejao really had a stink eye for Dwayne Wade. Every time we played them after that, because he never forgot what Dwayne did to him. Now, no, no the problem with that is <laughs> the problem with that is you're Anderson Varejao. Okay. So whether you are upset with Dwayne Wade or not, there's nothing you're going to do to stop him in the future. And he never did. But I'll never forget, ever since that moment, he had, obviously, for good reason, he wanted to get back at Dwayne and just never could. Um, but that just goes to show you uh, what Wade was able to do. And and you named some players, again, guys he played with in the Olympics, mm -hmm. that here we go, he's, uh, he's running them left, right, and down the middle on the court uh, because he learned that he had that capability when they were playing together. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch that guy. You know, there was times, Ethan, you take it way, way, way back. Um, 
games three, four, and five of the 2006 NBA Finals, mm-hmm. where Dwayne Wade was the greatest player on planet Earth. Um, that that you know those two seasons, you saw bits and pieces of that. Right. You know, we saw it in three games, but you saw it in you know for me, I saw it in 41 games, mm-hmm. um, and that that was really a lot of fun. It was amazing to to see this guy continue to do it. Um, and get this team to places, as I said earlier, that they would have never gotten and, and really should have. They had no business getting, you know, to where they got in that in those two seasons, uh, but because of him. Yeah, I want I want to let Greg jump in next. I do want to mention Varejo though, because there's a funny anecdote related to this. So, so this was uh, 08, 09, or, or or the 09 period of time. So after LeBron left the Heat in 14, um, we went to Rio. Uh, and it was for, for a heat Cavs preseason game. And I flew down there, Joe Goodman, Shandell, some other reporters, and we were staying at the heat hotel, but I was also kind of starting to cover the Cavs then because bleacher report in my contract, I was the LeBron guy. So I was kind of going back and forth between the two teams. And I actually did a, a, a day with Varejo, uh, in Brazil, in Rio, because of course he was the big star. He was a, a huge Brazilian star there. Uh, he did something at like a bookstore, a signing and all that. And somebody comes up to him with a three jersey. I remember Dwayne was still on the heat at this point. <laughs> Company comes up to him with a heat jersey and he has a picture. This kid was like 14, 15 years old. And it was a Brazilian kid. Okay. It was a local kid. Had a picture of Dwayne dunking on Varajal. And I will give Anderson credit. He signed it. He signed it. Just like when Bill late May recipes, just like when Bill Buckner, um, I, I once went to a card show and Bill Buckner and Mookie Wilson would appear together. And Bill Buckner actually, I know it hurt him, but he would actually be very cordial with people who reminded him of the ball going through his legs on, on Mookie Wilson's uh, ground ball. But Varajal actually was, was, he was, he was nice. I don't think he liked it, yeah. but he did, he did sign it. So I'll give him credit for that. Greg. I want to go to a game. Uh, it was later in the season, actually, February 28th. It was Heat Knicks. And the Knicks uh, effed around and found out, as we'll say, because they bloodied Dwayne. And then Dwayne went off for 24 in the fourth quarter. And it was one of the more, this is my, like, we talk about the this is my house moments. And there's always the iconic on the stand, uh, on, you know, on st- standing on the, uh, uh, you know, right where you guys check in, right, right in front of where you're sitting, actually. Um, and then there is this moment I felt like was another this is my house moment against New York. What do you remember about that night where Dwayne Wade sliced up New York, especially because at that time there were still a few Heat fans out there, myself included, that had animosity towards New York because of the 90s. So we felt like, oh, no, is this a rivalry happening again? Why are you messing with our guy, Dwayne? What do you remember about that game? So, you know, Greg, you you bring that up and you talk about going back. Um, there's one terrible memory I have that sounds like this. Alan Houston. <laughs> and Don't that's, do that that's, to me. That's kind of where... <laughs> That's kind of where I think you were going for a minute, but um, yeah, you wonder, listen, are we going to, you know, what, what's happening here? You know, are we throw, are we going back to, you know, that time period? And then all of a sudden you've got D Wade having to come off the court because he's bleeding and 
is he coming back? Will he come back? Is everything, is he going to be okay? And he comes back. Not only does he come back, but he comes back. I mean, there's, there's two guys that you can remember in heat history that get bloodied and come back with a vengeance. D Wade's one Udonis Haslam is the other against the Indiana Pacers. And they both came back with the same mindset. You're not doing that to me. I'm not allowing that to happen. And guys, let's go. And so it was it was uh, game on at that point. I guess you can call it that. You can say game on at that point. And it was take it to another level and get everybody. The, the place gets fired up. The arena gets fired up. I'm trying to get everybody fired up. Um, and it's, it's great because that Nick rivalry – Having been a part of that so many years ago, that that just never leaves you. That's still there. You know, it's always there. And so to see him do that without showing too much, you know, we're we're sitting there at the scores table saying, "Yeah, yeah, get him again, get him again, get him again." <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna let Timmy close here, but before I well, let let's get to this uh, this little sequence of games. There there was a stretch at home, the Utah game, uh, a couple of that went like multiple overtimes. Uh, but look, everybody remembers the Chicago game, right? And and we were we were watching it again. Um, ben Gordon was on the other side. They were kind of going at it a little bit, um, but. There, it wasn't. It's crazy because everybody remembers the jumping up on the table, and this is my house, and he's fist bumping Nick Harrison and everything else that's happening there, right? But like, there were so many plays in that game. That's the thing. Like, it was a ridiculous it game. Right? I, I, it might have been honestly his best game he ever played, other than the NBA Finals. Like, there, there were like seven sequences where they were out of it. And he brought them back into it. And this is like a regular season game in the spring. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for a team that ultimately we knew was probably not going anywhere. Like they're probably there. They were going to be capped out in a first round kind of situation. I, I just am curious for your recollections of that game, that moment, um, because it's it's been his house since. I actually almost didn't see the the last thing because like it's no way we're gonna win this game. Like we're just great, but the, the, at that point I thought that the Bulls were just too great. Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, Derek Gross, Sean Simmons, I think Tyrus Thomas was still there. Jacob Noah's like there's a too many good players that'd be overwhelmed. And then I I remembered someone called me, um, I a Bulls fan is like man, y'all gonna win. It's like no, we're not. And then I I remember it. I again, my mother cursed me out because it was like at the point maybe like after ten, she trying to sleep. I was in my own bed shouting, "This is my house!" Watch watching that game on my laptop. I was like, and I was like, and I just sat in awe. Like, how did the Heat win this game? Like, he literally willed them to win. They willed. Yeah, and my, my and Michael, your 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 viewing it from your seat because. Just to remind people where you sit, okay? Because again, there, there's a, there's, and I know things have changed a little bit over the years. And that second row used to be media, but you know, you know what happens here. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had, they had to sell those seats and bump us upstairs. Um, but, but like, not that I'm bitter about any of that. Uh, <laughs> I was pointing out that for the Dwayne shot against against New Orleans in the first Behind round, I'm literally, sit, I'm literally sitting baseline. Like Dwayne basically dropped that shot in my lap. I didn't get those seats anymore after that. Um, but I just, just. Tell people, Michael, because you're again. He didn't jump on your table, 
he jumped on the table across from you, which is really the ownership table, correct? Right. Uh, there are there's a table on each side of the court. Uh, I'm on the side where the benches are, so where the players come and check in. That's where I sit. Uh, I'm about, if not right at the midcourt stripe, within a foot or two off of the midcourt stripe to to make all of your your uh, viewers jealous. Uh, I look straight across at Mickey Arison. So the owner of the team and I basically have equivalent seats on opposite ends, uh, which can be intimidating, by the way. I'll tell you that. That's just what I was going to say. Does it make you nervous? You you paid less for yours, Michael. I will say that. Yes, I would would agree with you. So I'm I'm on the opposite side of the table that he jumped on um, for that game. Um, You also mentioned the Utah game. I just – Quickly want to say to that, if if I remember that correctly, uh, overtime game, yeah, uh, game winning shot, but but kind of one of those bounce, bounce, bounce yeah. goes in, right? Yeah. Is that was that yes. that was yeah. that okay? I think it was so, multiple overtimes too, Michael. I'll check it after. It may have been. Yeah, I think is it that, is that the game where James Jones had like four threes and like two minutes or something like that? It might have been. I, it might have. Been. I keep that. I JJ, JJ that. will remember. I'm sure of that. But that uh, that that I I remember the bounce 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 in game over drive home safely. Um, as far as the the Chicago game, Timothy Bain. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> um, that let's not lose sight of the fact that he had to make a steal mm-hmm. in order to get possession of the ball to have a shot at making the the game winner. Um, and that goes back to maybe the last two minutes, Ethan. You may have, having watched it recently, you may remember. Uh, he was on top of every single play yeah. that I can remember in that, in that home stretch, including it, it almost got to the point where, okay, he, now he's going to do something else because he's been doing something for the last five Chicago possessions. Mm-hmm. And so he makes the steal. He comes down, puts up the three, and hits the three. And again, going back to a few of those games where I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, Dwayne Wade, and nobody can hear a word coming out of my mouth because the place has just gone bananas. And everybody's going crazy. I see him go to the other table, which I'm extremely jealous that he went to the other table. I wish he would have come to our table, but that's okay. (laughs) He goes to the other table and... I can see what from his back he's he's given the but I don't know what he's saying because I'm looking at his back and then once we get the the video review or the replay we can see him saying this is my house and you've got uh you've got Nick and Mickey and everybody wants to high five him at the t- Eric Reed's high five and him at the table at the time the broadcasters are are right there and and so uh, that was that was magical I mean for that season Probably, probably the yeah. That's without a doubt the most magical moment mm-hmm. that he had, and I don't know that it, that was ever repeated until the last season when he hit that crazy shot against Golden State. I mean, that's yeah. going you know off, off the wrong foot, off the wrong foot. Oh, right. I mean, everything with that was wrong, Timothy. Everything with that, <laughs> nothing, nothing went right with that that shot. I mean, the the block. To try to get it, try to, and then just a almost like hot potato thing. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you hot potato a three and it goes you know it goes right in stuff. So. Well, we know Jay, 
We, we know James Harden wouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I'll just say this about the, the Dwayne <laughs> shot or Paul Pierce. We, he, I'll just say this about the Dwayne shot against Golden State. He just had to upstage Dion. That's it. Because Dion had the moment against Golden State. And then for like and, for like five seconds for five seconds and then and then Dwayne Dwayne took him over but Dion was Kobe Wade um I I think though as we talk about all this and I think this is a good place to close and and we appreciate you Michael um follow him at the Voice MB on Twitter um I I think the, the thing about this that I think is admirable about Dwayne because in each episode we've tried to find the thing that that really sticks out is that he had all these moments for two seasons he was the star of the show it was completely his house his town. And yet when they lost to Boston, he sat at the podium and said, I need help. Um, He was not content just doing this. Um, And I think a lot of other guys would have been. And and he was okay with, and we didn't know at the time that it was going to be LeBron James and Chris Bosh. Okay. But, but he was okay with the idea that he might have to give up a piece of his fame and not fame because his fame was there, but his glory, I think, and his opportunities, because like you said, at the end of that game, that this is my house. He made every play. Like it wasn't like somebody else there was going to steal his spotlight, right? Like everybody knew it was Dwayne and get the hell out of the way. UD go set a screen, Rio get in the corner or whatever it was. Uh, and, and he gave that up. He gave that up to play with LeBron and, and Chris. And we never really got a chance to see it again until I mean, you mentioned the shot of a Golden State, but I actually go to the 15-16 playoffs where uh, the 16 playoffs where a purple shirt guy and Dwayne kind of had those moments where it was really about him because Bosch was out, Whiteside got hurt, um, but we didn't get a chance to see it for years. Most guys would not have done that. And and I, I think that that is one of the great sacrifices that he made because he could have kept doing that for a couple more years. We didn't know the knees were going to go, but he could have kept doing it. Michael, I just want to le- let you have the last word here. Just your thoughts as uh, there's the first player of the Miami Heat have ever drafted goes in the hall of fame on Saturday. Yeah, it's uh it was an absolute honor to have the opportunity to announce Dwayne Wade and his career uh, for almost all of it. Um, I've, you know, I've told people I've had the fortune of announcing every single home basket that Dwayne Wade has ever scored in his Miami heat career. And that's, uh, you know, that's a privilege. That's a privilege to watch that guy, uh, and the way he performed and the magic that he did. Uh, it was, it was just remarkable. I'm so happy for him. Uh, what a wonderful weekend and so well-deserved to be, the next Miami Heat Hall of Famer. Congratulations, Dwayne. I cannot wait to see you in the Hall of Fame Saturday night. All right. Thank you, Michael. We can't wait to see you. Basket by Dwayne Wade oh, yeah. is good. No, you know what? Just do it. Take us out. Take us out, and then we close. Go ahead. He just, he just, he, he just, he just game winner. I'm just going to present the scene for you. It's against the Knicks. Okay, let's just do that. Game winner. Fall away baseline jumper. Let's just say that Alan Houston in his prime is guarding him. Okay, let's 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 cross over the eras. We want to make them pay as much as possible. Ewing is sitting there down in the paint, right? Oakley's down there somewhere. LJ, whatever. Balls to Dwayne. They're down one. He gets the ball with two point one seconds left. Turnaround jumper is good. Go, Michael. Dwayne. Final score, your Miami Heat, 116, the New York Knicks, 115.
Heat fans, please drive home safely. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.